The Bear Down Report Podcast, featuring Mike Page, Logan Brand, Jack Wright, and Ryan Dangle. Bear Down Report. Hello, folks, and welcome to another a special edition of the Bear Down Report podcast. This is our third in a series of breaking down position groups. Today, we're going to be de- breaking down the running backs with our guest, Mike Gus. We'll get to that in just a second. Folks, if you are thinking about buying or selling a home this year, you've got to visit GenevaJeff.com. Today, to learn more about how Jeff Cadwallader with App Properties can help you, Jeff knows you need experience when it matters most. Visit GenevaJeff.com today or call, text Jeff directly at 630-254-4734. If you do talk to Jeff, make sure, folks, that you let him know that the Bear Down Report sent you. We would appreciate it, and we know Jeff would appreciate it. Now, Mike, this is awesome. Uh, I am thrilled to have you on, and this is a totally unique experience. Uh, I'm a little bit new to the to the Twitter thing. I haven't been doing it for for a heck of a long time, but it was very clear that you and I connected right off the bat, and there was an absolute mutual respect. Obviously, we both cheer for the same team, and so that's been kind of fun. So, Mike, thank you so much for being part of the Bear Down Report podcast, and welcome, my friend. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. You've never done anything like this, and I'm excited to be on, so thank you. Well, dude, you've already got the radio voice. It's, it's there. I can hear it, man. So we're, we're, we're thrilled to have you, dude. Now, tell us a little bit about your football background. Yeah, so, you know, like a lot of people, I started playing, you know, as a kid. Um, spent, I was able to, you know, lucky enough to play for 10 years up through my freshman year of college, um, pre-position change injury. It, writing was on the wall. We were done. Um, <laughs> but after that, you know, blessing in disguise because – I was able to get into coaching um, shortly after, stumbled into, you know, position coach, took a job at a high school, and, you know, lo and behold, I was able to spend five years coaching full-time um, throughout the remainder of college and shortly after. Um, so, you know, two years as a running back coach, and then after that, one year as the running back and assistant offensive coordinator. That was a fancy way of them telling me that I had to coach quarterbacks, too. And <laughs> and. <laughs> And then two years as an offensive coordinator um, when the head coach, you know, took on the defensive responsibilities for a defensive coordinator that ended up a head coach at a different school. So, so you've been around the block. You've seen it from a lot of different angles, which makes you perfect to talk about running backs. And when I say that, I feel a little funny, Mike, and I don't know how you're feeling about it, but I don't think it's really running backs as much as it is a running back singular, we're really talking about uh, David Montgomery in this, and we'll get into that at some point. Before we dive into the running back situation, I want to know just any general thoughts that you had about the 2020 Chicago Bears. We, we've noticed that a lot of our guests just, they have a lot of things on their chest that they just, they, they have to get out there. They have to say, you know, any thoughts that, that you want to put out into the world about the 2020 Chicago Bears? You, you know, I'll just say that, point blank they they didn't accomplish what they needed to and and I mean I and I say that obviously from an eight and eight record but looking at it you know as a broad view they they didn't set them they didn't do anything to set themselves up for future success the offense still does not have an identity and you could be upset with the defense all we want for them not being a top unit that unit's getting older and the game is getting more offensive friendly so I I mean if they're going to have long-term success they've got to find an offense, a consistent offense with an identity. And, you know, Coach Nagy just, he hasn't done that, um, which concerns me going forward. 
You and I strongly agree on the Matt Nagy conversation. I've read some of your thoughts on Twitter, uh, and I'm sure we'll get into that at some point during the pod. Well, we brought you on to talk running backs. Thank you for being here. Let's, let's hop in. Just general overview, your thoughts on the running back position. Um, the 2020 Chicago Bears, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk Tariq Cohen going down early in the season with that injury. We'll talk about Cordero Patterson. And this is going to be news to you. It hasn't even been released yet, but by the time people are listening to this podcast, we will have put out our end of season awards. And David Montgomery, three out of the four staff writers, uh, picked him as the offensive MVP, which we'll talk about it at all. Mike, I don't want to put any words in your mouth. Just tell us. 2020 Chicago Bears running backs, your thoughts. You know, you said it perfect, Ryan, running back. They have one. And that's not a shot at Cohen who went down early, but David Montgomery was their only viable running back on their roster. Cordero Patterson is a great utility player, but that's that's not a running back. And I think that we saw that. Um, A lot of intangibles. You know, he's a very hard runner. But David Montgomery was your only true running back, which is a problem and going to have to be addressed going forward. Um, speaking to David Montgomery, it's, it's evident. I, I mean, it's, he proved what everybody thought, you know, all the way back to college. That I, I mean, this guy is a three-down bell cow running back. And with a little bit of supporting cast, you know, be it, um, getting James Daniel back I think is huge. And that's something that I wanted to touch on. That's uh that's very close to an all pro right guard that was tailor made, you know, in Coach Ferentz's scheme in Iowa. That's in an inside zone blocking factory. I was lucky enough to actually James Daniels as a sophomore was at a clinic that Coach Ferentz put on for the staff that I worked on. Just incredible. Such such a great fit with a back like David Montgomery. And I don't think that can be understated what that loss meant to you know what Montgomery could have done above and beyond, you know, what he did at the end of the year. Mike, we talked about it. We just recorded the offensive line um, breakdown. And I'm curious, because I know you have an offensive line background as well. The center guard or rather guard center guard combination of Cody Whitehair, Sam Mustafer, and James Daniels next year gets me excited about the running back position. That interior three just sounds like it's a really solid group. Do you kind of feel the same way or are you kind of maybe not as sold as I am at Sam Mustafer at center and, and those other two guys at guard? No, absolutely. I, I I'm really excited about it. I mean, again, they, Sam Mustafer looked great. You know, Cody Whitehair is – we've seen it three three different times now. He is a better guard than he is a center. I mean, the footwork, completely different. It's, it's understandable. You know, that's a common misconception that, you know, interior offensive linemen – that's like asking a corner to play safety. Some guys can do it. Some guys can't. It, the, the technique's different. Uh, but going back to James Daniel in the interior altogether, I think when you get James Daniels uh, – James Daniels next to – Sam Mustaford working those combo blocks on the inside zone scheme. That's, that's just going to take that unit to a top flight unit, assuming health, which, you know, is always the challenge, but Alex bars, I mean, proved to be a good, you know, break glass in case of emergency across the board there. So that, that'll be great to have next year. His development. I mean, when he first came out, it was like, Oh no, this is not going to work, but, but, but improved a lot through the season. And to your point about Cody Whitehair, I couldn't agree more. He's a very good offensive lineman, 
but the inconsistency of his snaps make him uh, make me feel much more comfortable about Sam Mustafer at center. Now, Mike, I'm excited to talk about him. I know you're excited to talk about him. The difference between David Montgomery from year one to year two, just in yards per carry, in 2019, it's 3.7. In 2020, it's 4.3. The dude had 1,508 all-purpose yards, 1,070 yards rushing with eight touchdowns, 54 receptions with 438 yards receiving with two touchdowns. This guy was the bell cow. He was incredible, especially in the second half of the season. What, what is it that makes David Montgomery so special? And, and really, what's the ceiling for this guy? Uh, so watching David Montgomery, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. There, there was a huge, you know, he became, became a pro. I, I think that, you know, adjusting to the speed, especially um, the speed from like an Iowa State to the NFL compared to maybe something like an Alabama to the NFL, uh, that's a big jump. You know, you hear about it all the time and you, you just see it in the speed of the game. But for David Montgomery, I think his ceiling is, I mean, he can be a three down run your entire offense through type of back. I, I think what makes him special, you know, I hear this a lot. Well, David Montgomery doesn't have an elite trait. He did, you know, he, okay. That's, that's you telling me that you, his 40 time wasn't what you wanted it to in the combine when he's wearing track shoes and you, you know, a t-shirt. Um, he does have an elite trait. It, his contact balance and vision. Um, that's elite. I, I mean, able to bounce off arm tackles, set up those bad angles and see those lanes, especially in that inside zone scheme that I, I think Nagy would like to run. It's doesn't really stick with it, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, Man, there it is. Yes. Go for it, dude. A hundred percent. But to set up those bad angles, you, you know, when you're running to a landmark and opposed to a hole in a power scheme, that's an elite trait. There's not a whole lot of guys that, I, I mean, you see it double-digit broken tackles in, I think, three different games this year. Um, that really just sky's the limit for him just because of that. I mean, you uh, guys like that, you know, as we always used to say, you're you're one bad angle away from, from six points, and that's just not a whole lot of guys in the league can do that. I just feel like he does so many things well. Where You're right. His 40 time doesn't stand out. Maybe it's not. He's the, the, the giant bruising back that, that – Somebody else, but Derrick Henry might be. He doesn't have the stiff arm that Derrick Henry de does, but he does so many little things well that it adds up to this really versatile, well-run running back. Now, on the other side, Cordero Patterson, you know, you, you talked about it. He's, he's much more of a gadget player, but because of necessity, got a lot of carries at running back this season. Stat-wise, not real great. 64 carries, for 232 yards, that 3.6 yards a carry, run one rushing touchdown. He had 21 receptions for 132 yards. Maybe, maybe if he's your third or fourth option, maybe you feel a little bit different. How do you kind of assess Cordero Patterson, the running back? Uh, he runs extremely hard, and that's commendable. You, you're not going to take any anything away from his effort or desire, but point blank the guy's not a running back I mean he was he was a wide receiver coming in um and for everything we just talked about David Montgomery yes he runs hard yes he falls forward but as far as the 
vision to start out on the landmark and find that crease. That's, that's just not a skill set that he's ever had to have as a wide receiver. Um, it runs very high too. I mean, that's, that's a recipe for fumbles, but that's more of a um, nitpick point. I, that's more of a coach point that just drives me crazy. But you know, we, I, I understand the stats say he didn't fumble. So I'm going to leave that out. But as far as the vision and working in that inside outside zones scheme that we see the bears when they choose to run the ball, try to do um, that. It's just, it's not a great fit. You know, he's much more of a, four or five touches, a lot of different alignments, call it the slot with motions and, you know, look for leverage or a mismatch that way, then put them in the backfield, advertise it and hand them the ball. I, I heard a little snippet of, of the next question that I wanted to ask. I think the question that is on everyone's mind, why does Matt Nagy hate running the football in, in Chicago? And do you think there's any way that Matt Nagy will commit to the run in 2021? No, not a chance. Um, and I say that, look, you know, whether or not I disagree with him is irrelevant. Matt Nagy is a professional coach. To put it in his words, he's not an idiot. Um, and, and I truly believe that. I think on a whiteboard, Coach Nagy, you know, is, is going to speak really well and he's going to drop some things that make sense. His problem, I do believe, you know, comes when, when the live ammunition starts flying, you know, when the lights are on and it's time to make that call and we got third and three and the play clock's ticking. That's tough. You, you know, that's, that's a lot different than drawing something up on a whiteboard and having five different assistants look at it and, you know, maybe tinkering with the blocking scheme. Um, I, going back to my answer on no, look, in, in my experience, especially offensive coaches, they're, they're going to default to whatever it is that they feel comfortable with, right? Every coach that I've ever come across has a, a – call it a play, a scheme, a route combination, a something that they feel comfortable with and that they're going to default to when it's third and six or fourth and one. I mean, in Nagy's case, we've seen it. It's the static routes. It's the stick spacing. It's the leverage outs. It's the bubbles, you know, perimeter work. I just – I don't think he's ever I, – I don't think he can ever get to the point um, where he trusts, you know, the inside zone, and he's going to call that in big moments. And he's going to say, hey, I believe if I call this 25 times that, you, you know, they, they can't stop us 25 times. It's just, you know, I don't think he's built that way for better or worse. Let's stick to running backs. I have so many questions, Mike, that I want to want to ask you, but but let, let's stick first to running backs. In 2021, what do you want to see out of the running back position? Do you want to see a trade? Do you want to see a draft? Do you want to see a free agent come in here? What are you looking for in 2021 for Chicago Bears running backs? Well, you know, first and foremost, Montgomery, is, it goes without saying, he's going to lead the way. Right? He's going to get the lion's share. Whatever that lion's share in this offense is, percentage-wise, he's going to have the majority of it and well-deserved. Um, getting Tariq Cohen back, I think, will, will help. Although, personal feeling that, that he's a lot closer to that gadget role, you know, that utility role. I guess gadget's not, not a correct word. Um, than he is to a true running back. And that's, that's not a knock on him. I mean, if we're comparing him to Cordell Patterson, he, he does that utility role a lot 
better, I guess would be the word. He offers a little bit more, um, you know, in terms of being threatening from more alignments. Uh, that being said, I mean, look, Ryan Nall, he's great in camp. I, it, I mean, it's evident that whether it's the staff that doesn't trust him or maybe he's just not an NFL running back, it, it's time to get, I think, in the draft, maybe a late round, undrafted free agent, just a downhill one-cut running back that comes from a zone system in college. There's a lot of them. I mean, I'm, I'm forgetting the name right now. The guy from Texas who I just read today, it looks like he might stay in school, you know, sticks out in my mind of just a downhill back that comes from a zone system, plug and play, can be an injury um, hedge in, in the event that someone gets hurt, but also can spell Montgomery – in a true running back role. We're not force-feeding Tariq Cohen those inside zone carries because Montgomery needs three plays off. Mike, this wasn't one of our original questions, but now you got me thinking. Can you think of any reason why the Bears didn't bring in another real running back to back up David Montgomery and they, they stuck with Cordero Patterson? I, I scratched my head with this one all season long. I can't quite put my finger on it. Maybe it was COVID, but I, I just don't see it. Anything you can think of? No, I've struggled with that too because it, you're right, it doesn't make sense, you know, especially when, I mean, it was evident right away Tariq Cohen was out for the, he was not coming back. There was, you know, it, it was knee surgery. He was, he was gone. Um, again, I think it goes back to coach, what Coach Nagy feels comfortable with and, and the philosophy. He, he likes, you know, versatility, we'll put it. He truly – it's evident he values, quote, unquote, running backs that he can also line up in the slot and, you know, motion around and look for that leverage, be a receiving threat out of the backfield. I just – you know, I, th I think it comes down to, obviously, it's, it's his offense, his offensive roster that, you know, he does, didn't – I don't think has a whole lot of – thought of using a spell back or a third back. I, he looks at it as I got my three down back and I've got my utility back and I've got a bunch of guys that aren't active on game day as emergency depth. It's the only thing I can come up with that makes sense. So what about this one? I'm going to put you in Ryan Pace's shoes. It's draft night. You've got pick number 20 sitting there right in front of you. What are you picking? That's the uh, that's the million dollar question, right? That's why he gets paid the big bucks. I think down to the board. Um, look, you need at least one starting caliber tackle, and that's going to be tough to find outside the first round. I, with my background, with what I believe about offensive football, I would be hard pressed not to take offensive tackle. Now, with that said, you. I mean, let's call it what it is. You you don't have a quarterback on the roster right now, at least a starting quarterback. That's assuming Mitchell Trubisky obviously is not coming back. I think that's that's evident. There's you, there's no way you can bring him and Nagy back and try this again. That's a different conversation. Um, as far as pick 20, I mean, I'm of the mindset, especially with the cap situation they're in, cutting Leno and Massey, who, I mean, I don't care what, you know, some websites might say the tape says they're not very good. And that's, I mean, it was addition by subtraction. I hate to say it that way, but it's just the truth. Losing Bobby Massey, Jermaine Ofedi was able to slide over. I've got suspicions that Spriggs 
you know, probably could have given you the same upgrade there. And, and with the two cuttable contracts and those guys, I think that it makes all the sense in the world to, you know, at least look to fill that position at pick 20 with an offensive tackle. But, you know, one of these big quarterbacks hits number 10, you know, that's going to be tempting, you, you know, to, to jump up. You know, maybe maybe they fall in love with a guy like Matt Jones and they think this is a day one starter. Okay, you know, that would be worth the 20th pick as well because this is a deep tackle glass. I am very much inclined to agree with you, my friend, thinking that if you fix your offensive line, that can make deficiencies on that offense look less like a deficiency. If your offensive line is really, really good, you can, you can make it work with a wide receiver who might not be as good, you know, giving a quarterback more time. But yet again, we are totally in agreement, man. The fact that Nick Foles is still going to be on this, this, this team next season, because they're locked to his contract. I'm just at a loss I'm still seeing people excited about him being on the roster uh, about him being the quarterback in a new improved offense next year I don't know if you saw anything that I didn't to to suggest that Nick Foles is Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles versus St. Louis Rams Nick Foles am I totally way off on this one no and Ryan I think you said it perfectly I mean we look we as a collective fan base look at Nick Foles in a three-game outlier that is the sample size of a 10-year career. And why? Because we all saw those three games, and those are memorable three games leading up to a Super Bowl MVP. You can't take that away from Nick Foles. He was brilliant for three games. But when we look at the whole scope that is a 10-year career, This is, I mean, let's call it what it is. This is the third stop where, you know, he was handed the keys to an offense and and it didn't work out full time. Um, That's, that's a long way of Ryan saying that I, I think Nick Foles is what he's shown to be over 10 years. And that's a journeyman backup quarterback. He might be the greatest relief quarterback in NFL history, but he's not a starting quarterback. All right. Now, Mike, I know you've heard the podcast before. Our favorite segment for any of our guests coming in is Unpopular Decision. Uh, The linebacker episode just dropped, and my good friend Rob Kirkland said he doesn't like Portillo's. I'm hoping that your unpopular opinion won't be that unpopular, but I am curious. Mike, what is your unpopular opinion? Well, I am certainly not going to bash the Portillo's because I, I mean, I just, <laughs> I just, I can't do that. You know, I can't do that. Grew up with it. Um, my unpopular opinion is that the New England accent is worse than the Southern accent. Whoa. Um, okay. Boston, will you pack your car in the parking lot with kids are wicked smart? <laughs> and, and I only say that, I only say that because my, <laughs> my soon to be wife is from the Northeast. Um, you know, her entire family is, and I never knew that was a thing where, where they compare it to the Southern accent, but that's something we go round and round on. And, you know, it's bled into conversations with our friends um, who strongly disagree. And I thought that was, you know, common, common acceptance, but 
here we are. That's really, you know what, dude, of all the places I thought you were going to go, that is not one of them. And that's one I'm going to have to do a little bit of research on, watch a couple movies and see which, which one do I like more and which one do I like less. Uh, I forgot at the beginning of the podcast to give you a huge congratulations. You're getting married. How, how soon is this coming up? Um, April, April, we're getting married. It's one way or the other, it's going to happen in April. So, <laughs> oh man, I, I wish COVID would uh, would allow you to have your dream wedding, but who knows what things are are going to have in in store for us. But regardless, man, it you know all jokes aside, you'll hear them all over the place. But it's it's an awesome thing to to have that to have a partner to to share your life with. So congratulations to you and your wife to be, man. That's that's really really cool. Thank Mike, you, Mike. The last thing. Shout outs. Anybody out there that, that might be listening or that you're going to be willing to share the pod with that you want to give a shout out to and, you know, anything you want to say out into the, uh, into the, the podcast universe. Um, you know, there's so many, you, you know, people on Twitter that I, and I, I tell them this, you know, in the text that is a tweet, but I kind of jumped into bears Twitter, um, out of pandemic boredom, I, I guess you could say, when it was brand new and, you know, quarantine was a new thing. And what are we going to do with all of this time that, you know, we all found ourselves when while we're working from home? There's way too many individuals to shout out there. Um, so, you know what? I'm going to stick with um, you guys, you know, both you and, and Mike, you know, and, and look, this is, this is probably going to come off to anyone listening as scripted or rehearsed, but one of my big things, and anyone who follows me on Twitter understands this, is I created, you know, that Twitter account and, you know, maybe do a little bit of film breakdown in my spare time because I just, I truly, you know, appreciate a good understanding of the game, right? I feel very, I feel lucky. You know, I, I learned from some great people. I mean, let's call it what it is. I mean, this this coaching staff, which is a very successful one and produced three head coaches, you know, now to this day, um, took a guy that just didn't switch from playing center to fullback in college, you know, very well up until he got hurt and yet took him to a bunch of clinics and worked with him every single day. And, you know, and, and taught him the game from that side. So I just like to pay that forward and hearing the work that you guys do, you and Mike on the podcast um, and, and, you know, on, on Twitter and all that other stuff. It, I was just kind of drawn to it. I mean, look, I'm going to, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I told you and Mike this, I don't really do the media thing. I, I don't like it. Um, <laughs> I should say I didn't like it. I felt uncomfortable doing it, um, which, but it's been great. It's, it, it's been great today. Um, you know, being the first time that I've done anything. And, you know, I look forward to, you know, listening to the great work you guys do. A lot of other ones out there, you know, too many to shout out. But so I'll leave it with uh, you guys. Mike, that doesn't get lost on us for two seconds, man. We appreciate it greatly with us starting out. We wanted to to create something. Mike Page, especially our founder, wanted to create something that was 
for knowledgeable Bear fans to talk about the team that we absolutely love. And we knew that we would attract some, some really cool people. And, and you are obviously one of those people we, we connected with early. This will not be the last time people will be hearing from you, Mike. This was too good of a conversation uh, to, to not have you back on the Bear Down Report podcast. Uh, for people that are listening right now, they've got to be following you on Twitter. How do they, how do they find you? How do they get after you? Um, so I'll tell you what, the easiest way would probably just be to search unfiltered bear fan. Um, that's what the majority of people, you know, on Twitter have, have come to know, know me as. The uh, actual at would be at Michael Gus 57. Um, you find me there as well. Like I said, it's just, it, it's a hobby, just like you guys, something I enjoy doing. I like putting out, you know, film breakdown and kind of paying forward the people that were willing to teach me and you know, I, I just hope that someone, you know, can pick something up from my uh, ramblings and, uh, you know, my bad drawings on uh, Game Pass tape. <laughs> Man, Mike, I think you're selling yourself short. It's really good. And just, folks, if you're looking for a good follow on Twitter, Unfiltered Bears fan, look it up. You've got to get after it. Mike, thank you so much for being a part of the Bear Down Report podcast. We appreciate you so very much. Folks, for all of you who are listening, if you have liked this, please hit like, hit subscribe. If you really, really like what we're doing, hit us a five-star review. I know that may seem like we're at a restaurant, like please, please review us, but that puts us out to a wider audience. And so we would appreciate any of that that you guys could possibly do. We've got some great stuff coming up for you guys. If when you're listening to this podcast, you haven't heard our end of season awards, you need to get on that immediately. That is one of our best podcasts we have ever recorded. Uh, just some really, really good content for you guys. Lots of laughs and good stuff. For all of us at the Bear Down Report podcast, I'm Ryan Dangle. Thank you so much for listening. And for all of you out there, bear down. <laughs>